0: Analyzing the changing movement of an object, as I'm doing on the computer, was quite foreign to Greek and to Islamic minds. They looked always for what is unchanging and static, a timeless world of perfect order. The most perfect shape to them was the circle. Motion must run smoothly and uniformly in circles. That was the music of the spheres. That's why the Ptolemaic system was built up of circles along which time ran uniformly and imperturbably. But movements in the real world are not uniform and they cannot be analyzed with the mathematics of antiquity. That's a theoretical problem in the heavens, but it's practical and immediate here on earth. In the flight of a projectile, in the spurting growth of a plant, in the single splash of a drop of liquid that goes through abrupt changes of shape and direction. The Renaissance did not have the technical equipment to stop the picture frame instant by instant. But the Renaissance had the intellectual equipment, the inner eye of the painter and the logic of the mathematician. That's how Kepler, after the year 1600, became convinced that the motion of a planet is not circular and not uniform. It's an ellipse along which the planet runs at varying speeds.
1: I knew I was born, bred, and
2: coffee. Coffee, coffee
3: born, bred, and split.
4: it's a long length of leader tape within it a tiny little bit of magnetic recording tape I'm going to lace it up on the machine this is one single note from the Doctor Who <laughs> but I want to get different pictures so I can vary the speed of the tape and you read those off onto other bits of tape and you hang them up on hooks around the workshop and so we you're doing a, a piece like the Doctor Who theme, it starts off with a D-dum, so that's a D, so you go to your D tape, and you'd cut off a piece of tape to get the right length, you then go to your E tape to take um, uh, exactly the right length, you'd cut it together, and you'd slowly build up your bass line. There's a plucked string sample which is what I'm playing on the tape loop, which is literally just a piece of string on a on a wooden box plucked once and that's the original sound and the other sound the on other here is a, is a very low sort of organ sound type oscillator going boom, boom so that's the swoops that's just the rhythmic pulsing background okay so I've replicated this digitally um, rather than using lots of different tape machines, we can build this piece up layer by layer if I start this going with all the tracks muted, if I slowly unmute the tracks one by one
3: We'll be
1: Straggling on, like uh, wind clouds and sweeps and um, swoops and uh, oh, uh, wind, wind bubble, all sorts of beautiful descriptions, descriptions. Um, um, but with but a, a carefully worked out rhythm. rhythm. Yeah, yeah, yeah it very, very subtle the way he wrote the rhythm. It was a magical experience. It, it was a, because <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't see. Oh, it was going and it was, it was just Ron's brilliant oral imagination. Because when he heard
3: the result, oh, he was
5: he really taken. Ron Grainger, upon hearing it, says, it, "It's amazing because he had uh, expected a whole band to have been needed to have done it. Um, it's amazing, but did I write it? To which Delia is, is supposedly uh, replied, "Well, most of it." which to me is a very delia sort of reply Not
6: anything of it was done in real
1: time it was done either at half speed or um, chopped together in, in little bits of tape for example the swoops at the beginning that they were done on the old valve oscillators
7: one of the unsung heroines of the workshop and the woman responsible for the unearthly sounds on the Doctor Who theme was Delia Derbyshire. Delia,
8: Delia, 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 Delia was a magic person. She she did find some things the the actual getting the ideas out difficult, but the ideas were all there. She's much very quiet. And until she lost her temper, when she was absolutely unbelievable, um, she had done a lot of work with with sound, ele- uh, not electron, well, electronics, basic electronic stuff, and music concrete. Forty years on, her pioneering work is still an inspiration to musicians working in the electronic field. It's more.
9: Delia Derbyshire stuff that I've kind of seemed to gravitate towards over the over the last few years. Um, I had a compilation that a friend of mine made me of of things. I love the thing with the camel. I think it's about a, a trip through the desert. It's got her voice on it or
3: something. It's a desert thing. Do, what's it called? Yeah.
10: Olympians slept, and Zeus himself mounted the couch which he chooses when he desires the god of sleep to visit him. There he rested, and Hera rested at his side.
2: Morpheus, god of sleep, come closer. I have an urgent message for you. At your orders, Earth. Shaker, send me a dream. What sort of a dream, Earthshaker? A small, cunning, false one.
3: I, I happen to have one here with me.
2: A dear little deceiver. False dream? Are you there?
1: Yes, all night is used.
2: Fly down to the Greek ships. Seek out King Agamemnon. You'll find him in the big painted hut. And give him this message in my exact words. Hush, I will whisper it to you, lest my jealous queen snoring here beside me should overhear. Rouse, rouse your splendid army, and march without delay in mass against the Trojans. Great Troy is yours today.
3: I obey.
2: But uh, first, false dream, you must disguise yourself as Nestor. King of Pylos, whose counsel Agamemnon values more than any man's.
3: I obey.
6: If the sound we want exists already in real life, say, we can go and record it. The sound I want for the rhythm of this piece huh? uh, it needs to be a very short, short dry, hollow rhythm sound I can get on. from this. And then the sound yeah. for the punctuating chords. I want the sound of a short wire string being plucked. And then all we have to do is cut the notes to the right length. We can join them together on a loop and listen to them. And then with the higher notes of the rhythm, again we join them together on a loop and play it in synchronization with the first eight. Over this we can play the sound of a plucked string, which can be either in the form of a loop like this. synchron or in the form of a band on a tail.
7: that that, uh, she could kind of come from a mathematical background so I wondered did she
5: consider herself to be a musician I don't know what she considered herself to be I mean she was a marvelous and she was a great friend to me she taught me more about um, music and the way that mathematics relates to music which is of course depends how far you want to look into it but it actually goes down to the nth degree whether you're talking about harmonics or scales or it's all mathematical and um yeah she was uh yeah pythagoras was one of her big heroes i mean she liked things to be uh, yeah pythagorean tuning she didn't like uh messing stuff up just to make it uh chromatically playable she mm. was uh I don't think she really, I think she realized she had this great, um, gift for sound. And I think she applied, she realized or recognized the pattern of mathematics that was going through it. And, uh, I guess she realized that was her forte in some way and realized that she had a, yeah, an insight. You can't hear it. To to listen to the music is just beautiful sounding music, but, uh, Yeah, she she was she didn't really want to find something by just falling on it too much. She really liked to know what she was controlling.
4: could make music if you like out of anything whether it was sounds or people's voices but i think she was much better at radio oh the radio was the most important
1: thing in my life just listening to the radio was my education
4: and
1: so i got music
4: music music her whole life revolved around music really just talking to people about music or actually writing it or listening to it on the radio. Classical music, usually.
6: When I was doing the inventions with Barry Bermange, he wanted sounds which would sound like a gothic older piece. Oh, I said, yes, what a good idea. But what do you really mean? What sort of sounds? He said, well, give me a pencil and paper. I did. And with great care, and elaboration, he drew me a beautiful Gothic altarpiece and said, that's the sort of sound I want. That's the sort of sound
3: I want.
11: be when you see something really beautiful in the country or read beautiful words or hear them then I think you feel an echo within yourself deep then I believe that could be what I believe is God when I see something beautiful that's a moment or perhaps a second I feel it Within, within me, deep. It's, it, it's as though that's a moment I can take out of everything. It stands out. But it's when you're very quiet, perhaps, or by yourself. Not when you're with anybody else. But on the other hand, I have felt it, yes. Being with some certain person for no reason. It just seems to happen something that happens in a second it's a feeling which one gets very very occasionally it's very difficult to to put into words I am much more aware of it when I'm in wide open spaces. Especially if you're standing on a height.
2: It's just an experience, a revelation.
12: Get lifted up, sort of a feeling, you know, exalted.
13: It's a
4: feeling of oneness with nature. Oneness with the universe.
11: It's, it's a sort of impulse to prayer.
4: It's a
0: wonderful feeling.
12: Very comforting.
0: Uh, I felt um, uh, uplifted tremendously.
11: You feel that he is listening to your
12: prayers. I feel him. I feel him near.
11: Even here, as we sit here, we know he is with us and listening to us. He comforts us always, and that is why God is everywhere. I think he is everywhere.
12: I think at moments when you pray,
2: that is when you feel that God is here.
11: I see him mostly... When I'm praying. When I'm in wide open spaces. When you see something really beautiful.
12: Kneeling down in a church and praying. When I see a nice country, the hillsides the glens.
11: When I see a newborn baby. Or read beautiful words or hear them. <laughs>
3: Imperfect. Bolt God I'm perfect. Mason Hoffman Raggot. I'm worried. 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 I'm
13: worried. I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm worried.
3: I'm worried. worried. i am worried i am worried i am
13: I'm it okay, to from
3: my a worried perfect Perfect indicator. Montgomery. i I'm
10: Most of the mathematically derived music on this record was produced as a byproduct of scientific research in communications. One aspect of this work involves programming computers to simulate all types of sounds. In closing, we asked our electronic maestro to say a few words. It was taught to speak by Drs. John Kelly and Louis Gerstmann of Bell Laboratories, who programmed into the computer the necessary descriptions of the sound waveforms. So from all of us musically-minded mathematicians, both human and electronic, the computer says,
3: Thanks for listening.
4: in mathematics and music so her approach to music was very mathematical she used to plot out her tunes on pieces of graph paper use a slide rule you know i mean other people just didn't work like that other people just set at the keyboard and played it to do
13: maths you have to be uh, obsessed you have to get it right and
4: uh
6: I think forget about this she was this for interest
3: meticulous. only okay
4: When she first came to the workshop, she rummaged along the bookshelves and said, Oh, you've got uh, this book. And this book had a lot of tables in about frequencies. Anyway, she went through this book and she found masses of faults, of mistakes in the tables. So she sat down and corrected all of those before she started, you know.
9: demonstrate Strong good sounds sound in the generation.
0: We have, harm, have harmonies which you have not, of quarter sounds and lesser slides of sounds, Diverse instruments of music, like light. Like
9: know, some sweeter sweet. music. you have, with bells and rings that are dainty and sweet. Dainty and sweet. We represent small sounds as great and deep, likewise great sounds extenuate and sharp. We make diverse tremblings and warblings of sound, which in their original are entire. We represent and imitate all articulate sounds and letters. And the voices and notes of beasts and birds. We have certain helps with set to the ear, do further the certain helps with greatly. Do further As We have all set to the ear. We have certain helps which set to the ear. Do further the hearing greatly. We, have we also have diverse strange and artificial echoes reflecting voice many
0: times. And as it were, tossing. And some that give back the voice louder than it came, some shriller some deeper, yea, some rendering the voice differing in the letters or articulate sound from that they receive. We have also means to convey sounds in trunks and pipes, in strange lines and distances.
8: That astonishing text was written in 1624
4: by the philosopher Francis Bacon in his book New Atlantis.
9: Natural history of the harmony of the stars. Pythagoras, employing the terms that are used in music, sometimes names the distance between the Earth and the Moon a tone. From her to Mercury, he supposes to be half this space, and about the same from him to Venus. From her to the Sun is a tone and a half. From the Sun to Mars is a tone, the same as from the Earth to the Moon. And from there is half a tone to Jupiter. From Jupiter to Saturn also half a tone, and then to tone and a half to the zodiac. Hence there are seven tones, which he terms the diapason harmony, which means the whole compass of the notes. Yet this Saturn is said to move in the Doric time, Jupiter in the Phrygian, and so forth for the rest. But this is a refinement rather amusing than useful. Plato's Republic, Book 10. The spindle turns on the knees of necessity, and on the upper surface of each circle is a siren goes around with them, hymning a single tone or note. The eight together form one harmony, and round about, at equal intervals, there is another band, three in number, each sitting upon her throne. These are the fates, daughters of necessity, who are clothed in white robes and have chaplets on their heads. The Chasis, and Clotho, and Atropos, who accompany with their voices and harmony of the sirens. The Chasis singing of the past, Clotho of the present, the tropos of the future her from time to time assisting with a touch of her right hand the revolution the outer circle or of the whirl or spindle and the tropos with her left hand touching and guiding the inner ones and the chase is laying hold either in turn first with one hand and then with the other turn first with one hand and then with the other <coughs> first with one hand and then with the other. <coughs> with hand, then with the other Nomás <sonidos> de esa. Nomás de esa. de esa. de esa. de esa. Monday. Oh, Kepler. Harmonic is Monday in the celestial harmonies which planet sings soprano which alto, which tenor, which bass although these words are applied to human voices, while voices or sounds do not exist in the heavens on account of the very great tranquility of movements, and not even the subjects in which we find the consonances are un- comprehended under the true genus of movement, since we were considering the movement slowly as a from the sun, And finally, although there is no such cause in heavens as in human singing, for acquiring a definite number of voices in order to make consonants, for first there was the number of the six planets revolving around the sun, from the number of five intervals taken from the regular figures, and then afterwards, in the order of nature and not of time, the congruence of the movements was settled. I do not know why, but, nevertheless, this wonderful congruence with human song has such strong effect on me that I think it's all part of the comparison. Also, even without any solid natural cause. For those same properties which in Book 3, Chapter 16, custom ascribed to the base and nature, gave legal grounds for doing so and somehow possessed by Saturn and Jupiter in the heavens. We find that those of the tenor in Mars and those of the alto are present in the earth and Venus, and those that are soprano are possessed by Mercury, if not with a quality of intervals at least proportionary. For howsoever in the following chapter the eccentricities of each planet are deduced from their proper causes, and though it tenor is free, but nonetheless, with moderation, so Mars alone, with the single exception of Mercury, can make the greatest interval, namely a perfect
3: fifth, and as the base makes of
2: Maricotta red, red, black,
1: black,
4: black and white,
2: white,
4: silver, glittering silver,
2: orange, yellow, bluey colors, bluey, greeny colors, white, gray, blue, black, red and blue and green and yellow and orange not distinct color but merging together to give a blurred vivid pattern
8: 1997, of course, we take electronic music very much for granted. But back in the days when that was recorded, it was a completely different process. And that track you've listened to just now was put together at the BBC Radiophonic Workshop back in the early 60s by Delia Derbyshire, who joins us now for Radio Scotland's Original Masters. Delia, welcome to the show. <laughs> Hello, John. <laughs> time since you heard that track, I guess. Yes, since
1: 1968, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I took off pink by it. <laughs> That's charming, isn't
8: it? <laughs> I think it's absolutely charming. and uh, You know, I think that uh, what what you achieved in the Radiophonic Workshop is something that maybe we should define slightly for people listening to the programme who maybe don't realise the processes that actually went into making that kind of music. Tell, tell us a, a little bit of the, the background of the workshop in those days.
1: When the first boss was appointed, that was in 1958, um, there were two applicants with a drama background and with a music background and drama, one. I was told in no uncertain terms that the BBC does not employ composers. And so it was only by gradually sort of infiltrating the system that I, I managed to do the music. Uh, I, I think you'd call that music, wouldn't you? Oh,
8: absolutely.
1: I did try to use electronic sounds wherever possible. And I think some of the sounds, in what you've just heard, were what I'd call objet trouvée. There were, there were bits cut out of um, other things after editing. But if I was creating a sound, um, how can I put it, i cut the front of a sound. And so that was the sort of thing that I was using in that piece. Um, although it wasn't meant as a piece of music it it was just put together over a lunchtime.
8: You said that these things were put together using very simple devices and you know, very simple in in terms of what's available to musicians or experimenters today, but at the time these things sounded, well, quite literally out of this world (laughs) (laughs)
10: Produced by more advanced programming than the others, it consists of eight sections, each illustrating a different musical effect, such as glissando, portamento, vibrato, smooth crescendo, and so forth. While mathematically this may be a serious work, musically it is surprisingly humorous.
12: well uh
10: well you know yes i have kids and um well speaking personally personally, i I feel that talk out talk out talk
8: out talk out out, out. out. delia Derbyshire, delia with us today on original masters delia the whole concept of the kind of music that you were making at the bbc radiophonic workshop tended to run very much counter to your formal musical training i mean you, you studied music and also mathematics too and uh, it, it was a time in the british musical establishment when people weren't supposed to do that kind of thing and, and suddenly there, there you were swimming completely <laughs> against the tide yeah
1: <laughs> oh, you should see my last birthday card <laughs> there's a lovely one for america with a whole show of fishes with their mouths turned down fishes in silhouette and and one fish running swimming the other way <laughs> that's you is <laughs> it Yes, well, with a smile on its face and, and printed on the card was to an independent thinker. <laughs> 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 I, I think I that sums me, me, me up. up. I, I did rebel against uh, a lot of... Um, <laughs> yes, yes, I, I did. I, I did all sorts of things I was told I couldn't do. And um, yes, I, I think I've always been um, a very independent thinker. But um, I must say that I, I, I go back to first principles when it comes to, uh, to music. I go back to the Greeks and the original, um, well, the simple harmonic theorists. Uh, I think that's a very healthy thing to do for anyone.
12: very important part of her music was wine bottles in different stages of emptiness pitching them up and pitching them down to use them as part of the sound I don't know whether that was true but they were always there
4: she was using live recorded sounds and then treating them and that's where she was brilliant she could hear a sound and realize what was required to be done to it to make it interesting
9: if you a lampshade, a metal lampshade, and she'd hit it, you'd bang it and it makes a sound and then you can manipulate that with tape, speed it up, slide down, reverse it, take the front off, and make it into this fantastic thing.
4: had to come up with techniques, had to invent techniques as she went along purely in order to achieve an end.
3: Oh, fat white
1: woman whom nobody loves, why do you walk through the fields in gloves, missing
12: so much and so much?
5: Took on, on full time. They thought that no one could work in the radiophonic workshop and uh, maintain their sanity um, for, I think, I, I could be wrong, it's four or eight weeks that they thought was long enough. And she was so good at what she did that they, um, they let her do another four weeks or what have you. And in the end, of course, she was the, the kind of uh, the roots to it all. And
3: In the next work, Dr. Newman
10: Gutman of Bell Laboratories made computer music out of psychological laboratory studies on how human beings hear the pitch of sounds, hence its title, Pitch Variations. Of the nine sound patterns used, four are speech patterns, so you may be able to discern among the melodies and noise certain words,
3: all of them polite, of course. Made computer music out of
10: psychological laboratory studies on how human beings hear the pitch of sound. Hence its title, Pitch variation sound patterns you for or a speech pattern, so you may be able to discern among the melodies and noise certain words, all of them light of course. Uh-oh.
1: Not time. the, the world right. The world went out of tune with
3: itself.
1: The world went out of tune with itself. The world went out of tune with, B- with itself.
3: The BBC was out of tune with itself. London went wrong. The country went with the world. And there was something that,
1: that went wrong. Not right. The world went out of tune with itself. The BBC was out of tune with itself. London went wrong. The country went with the world and there was something that, that went wrong. To me Nothing was out of tune in the world, so I fled the BBC and I thought I'd go as far north in England
3: as I can.
5: In the early 70s, I mean, she said herself, the whole, in the 70s, the, the world just seemed to sort of go to pieces. And it's it's funny, uh, listening to her say that uh, in an interview, I was listening to it yesterday. Um, but she was of kind of right. With I mean, with the strikes, the terrorism, everything the that was going on in the 70s, it was suddenly a really scary place to be. Them. You know, we still had the Cold War going on, and... I think she just felt alienated.
13: I don't know. Why are you here?
3: evil house places
12: good.
6: Nothing changes. Nothing. Get out or I'll
3: hurt you. I can't help myself. God damn you, you filthy thunder. God damn you!
2: I don't want to hurt you. I must be. Get out of this
3: house before I kill you all!
7: Started
4: manifesting
11: physical physical, 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 physical. But I'm not a physical.
4: Medium. You were just now. No, 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 I think at last this century the technology has caught up with Delia. We can now do digitally what Delia was doing in analogue terms. And I think Delia would be having a ball now.
7: Monstrous and sweet, preposterously vacuous and simultaneously arrogant, rowdy, musical illiterate, lovable, scruffy, scruffy jarred. Oh, we're making a sort of record for the BBC which features Bridget St. John and Ron Giessen and Sweet Marriage and the Radiophonic Workshop and White Lies, and I was told to try and think of all kinds of profound reasons why we are doing it, but I don't, in fact, have any reasons, so just listen to it instead. I'm trying to work out your own reasons, and uh, it has been said by very reliable critics that I have the most boring voice in British radio, although Pete Drummond and Mike Raven would contest this very strongly. Uh, I have a letter here, which says, At a time in the BBC, is claiming the need to economise, I find it monstrous that anyone who could make such preposterously vacuous and simultaneously arrogant pronouncements on rowdy musical literates should be kept on his payroll, preposterous and scruffy moron. And, worn and we'll have a on the
3: mm-hmm.
7: Basically, that was she. She left the BBC because she
5: kind of wanted to, well, not to do toothpaste stuff, but she, she needed to get. She, she was sort of like you know, she was just uh, working in this place with a bunch of real bitchy queen kind of guys, and it must have been really hard. They, they were all. I, I have to say, even at her funeral, they were all bitching about her, and it was kind of like you're bitching about her because she was the like the cream basically and you're a bit disturbed about being the low-fat milk on the bottom (laughs) and 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 i guess you'll never get over that but that was the situation i mean that's my opinion Mm. but.
6: He
1: loved his mother death death it has a way hasn't it of changing everything
12: leaving the physical body behind behind the passing of one life into a newer and possibly higher life leaving the physical body and going on to the next plane the etheric taking on the etheric body the etheric body the end of the physical body and the awakening of the spiritual body. In death one starts to really live. The earthly condition that we have been living in, uh, in my opinion, is a forerunner of the life that we hope to see and achieve in the world to come death is a gateway to the next phase of life wherein we learn to use the powers that we have gained down here the lessons we reap what we have sown is going from shadow into reality leaving this earthly life I'm going on to the next plane the etheric. going to a higher life leaving the physical body behind the perfectly natural phenomena something that happens quite naturally the perfectly natural phenomena it's the leaving of the physical life and ending a new life and I trust a higher life you just leave the physical body behind and just go through a doorway into a new life. One leaves this physical world and awakes into a spiritual world uh, perhaps far beyond what we comprehend. The next world after death could be and should be a really beautiful place to live in. Death is the gateway to the next phase of existence. For falling asleep and waking up in another world. Death is a reality into the other world. Death is a deep sleep. Death is peace and out of agony. Death is when is God has uh, God finished with us on earth and we go to him after. Falling asleep and waking up in a wonderful country. I think death is wonderful. In death, one starts to really live. Death is a reality into the next world. It is the next phase of our life, our existence. Death is a peaceful sleep. The shedding of skin. Death is a relief from pain and agony. The shedding of skin. Death is when God finishes with you on earth and wants you to enter heaven. Death is wonderful for the the year after. It is the passing on of our spirit into another world. Uh, Going along, traveling along, until you get to perfection. Going to peace, perfect peace. Peace, perfect peace. Freedom of the spirit. The gateway to the next phase of life. A doorway into a new life. See? gateway to the next phase of existence it's a natural thing and we all have to take it when our time comes when i look forward to that period of time i have no fear
2: no i agree i have no fear death to me means happiness a kind of release into another world a world where we aren't tied down by the material things we have here but a A release into something that's wider and bigger and deeper and more wonderful than we've ever really known. From shadow into reality. From darkness into light. Into a freedom of the spirit.
12: It's a perfectly natural phenomena. A great release from this earthly body. the release of the spiritual body from the physical body. Simply the passing from this life into a higher and I trust much higher life.
9: enjoyed that. Oh, it's not over yet. But uh, yes, this is a digital degree. This is uh, Numbers for Delia. It's only taken four years for me to do this podcast. (laughs) And uh, as as you might have expected, it's for Delia Derbyshire. We're coming up to the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who. Um, and on November the twenty third, and it's seemed appropriate, a good time to uh, remember the, um, well, not exactly composer, but certainly co-composer um, and creator of the Doctor Who soundtrack, and here's some music that you probably haven't heard. You heard music from the Legend of Hell House, which is an interesting movie. Well worth checking out. Um, oh, white woman, you heard. Oh, fat white woman, sorry. Uh, you heard bits from the Circle of Light film which, as everything in this, in this podcast, is not available in the shops at all. And you, you can see on radioclash.com a petition to release this music uh, by Martin, who uh, helped me get some of this music. Um, so, uh, but it's sad that this music isn't available in the shops or isn't available to buy. It's just in a dusty vault somewhere. Um, you also heard um, the music from Blue Veils well Blue Veils and Golden Sands which actually I don't think it was the name of the I think it's Carmen's Egypt you heard a bit of that as well and that's even rarer than Blue Veils Blue Veils has been released in an edit form uh, you heard little bits from Musical Mathematics which is from a Johnny Trunk, Trunk release get it right? Um, not Delia but seemed appropriate Um, I fetched up the various bits of it actually, the Daphia Aurum shouldn't have, well, it it is sort of appropriate, but it shouldn't have been there. Um, No thanks to Native Instruments for totally screwing up Tractor, and not when it just can't cope with the update. The latest versions of 10.8.5. See computers, it all comes back to mathematics and computers. This is what the idea of the show was, basically, originally it was supposed to be about work. That didn't work. funnily enough, um, and then I talk about numbers, music and mathematics. Uh, Delia was a mathematician by trade, and, um, and was kind of sort of went into mathematics because she wasn't taken seriously as, as a musician. I thought it was the other way around, but I know that she wasn't intending to go into mathematics. It was a bit more, it was more acceptable for her to do that. And, um, obviously, uh, when you go back to Pythagoras, hence my dodgy readings of, uh, about from Pliny the Elder, uh, Kepler, later on, um, but it all goes back to Pythagoras, um, who didn't write things down, but loads of other people wrote, wrote about Pythagoras, um, and his Music of the Spheres, which you hear in the background, you're hearing D- 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 Delia Derbyshire show, Music of the Spheres. Um, and you also heard some stuff which has been edited out of various interviews um, including a Pete Canberra interview where they actually, he said that on the live broadcast and I catched it or I catched the real audio field, they basically forgot to update the real audio feed <laughs> in the edit because when they rebroadcast it they edited out, his bitchy queens comment um, but it's weird and I don't know why and uh, he didn't want to cause a fuss and he thought, it, he thought he didn't think it was a live broadcast which is death of many people but it's interesting that it says more about the BBC and their approach to Delia and approach to her music than anything as has said in the last I don't know, 20 30 years um and yes um I'm just going to play out with uh with a, a little remembrance for Delia and uh, I don't know if it's going to be four years for another Delia uh, Delia, uh, Delia debris no uh, digital debris it's going to be, uh, it's going to take, a, I don't know what, what the next one's going to be. But um, I'll leave it to someone from Alchemist of Sound to to leave the last word on this about her, her legacy. Um, if I get the right thing. <laughs> no, we don't want to inventions for radio I also, you also heard several of the inventions for radio which again have not been released they were for Barry Berman as she mentioned in the, in the, in the intro of One uh, you heard the afterlife and you heard another one which is um, what was it called you didn't hear Dreaming everyone knows the Dreaming one which has kind of been semi-released or kind of been leaked out there in, in, in good quality um, but you did hear um The acapella liturgica, which is from—I can't remember if that's from the afterlife or the other one. I think it's either one about religion, uh, about God. So anyway, I'll speak to you soon. This has been a very different version on Radio Crash Live. This has been the first ever live digital debris. Might be the last one since, since various bits just went a bit wrong. Uh, But technology, yeah, there's music and that month, there's numbers. Anyway, I'll speak to you soon. But. During
0: her lifetime,
7: Delia never received the recognition she deserved.
5: No, I don't think she is really recognised for the work that she did.
11: The death has just been announced of Delia Derbyshire, a pioneer of electronic music in Britain, and a prime mover in the BBC's Radiophonic Workshop. She went on to influence many famous musicians and composers around the world, but will probably be best known for TV's most famous theme tune, Doctor Who. I spoke with Delia Derbyshire's Radiophonic Workshop colleague, Brian Hodgson, who told me how she transformed a tune by Ron Grainer
13: so happened that Ron Grainer had wanted to do a piece for the Radiophonic Workshop for some time, so he came along and uh, he scribbled down, he tore off a piece of manuscript paper of something else he was working on, scribbled down a few bars, gave it to Delia, came back three weeks later um, and said, good gracious me, Delia, you I not write that, and Delia spelled most of it, wrong. <laughs> and there was the Doctor Who signature chain. <laughs>
6: so so what did
11: she
13: actually do to it well she took this score and then she had to decide the sound she was going to use Uh, then she had to create each sound remember in those days um, you created each sound you tuned it to get the right pitch and then you cut it onto the next sound so you were were joining pieces of tape together all the time so loops and loops and loops well there were loops and there were so many inches of tape um, for one note length and then it was joined onto another one, another one. Then you played them all on a amazing selection of different tape recorders, hoping desperately they were all going to stay in sync because there was no multi-track. Um, and after a great deal of time, trouble working through the night, um, tears and laughter, out came the Doctor Who signature.